Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are studying the Prophet Ezekiel, the Navi Yechezkel, chapter 38. And in this chapter, Yechezkel tells us of a great war that's going to take place after the people are gathered back in their land, after the people of Israel are gathered back in the land. There will be this huge battle between the people of Magog and many, many nations that ally themselves with them, led by their king Gog, that are going to come and attack the land of Israel. Before we study this this battle, there are a few points that we need to make. Let's remember where the people are now, based on the several chapters we've read before regarding the redemption. The people have been gathered back into the nation of Israel. God has purified them of their sins. They have come to the point of recognizing that the reason why they were sent into exile in the first place was because of their sins. Their sins are before them. They recognize and realize that it is through God that we achieved redemption, that it is through God that we achieved forgiveness. And now they must live a life that's better than the life they lived before, a life that is dedicated to keeping God's laws, keeping God's ideas, being, um, um, you know, treating each other with compassion, treating and no longer going after the the um, the the corruptions of the of idolatry and the and the uh, corruptions of the foreign ideas of God, but rather remember and maintain, be faithful to the Lord God. They're going to be led by a faithful leader who's a descendant, whether physically and or spiritually a descendant of King David. And they're living now upon the land in peace, and they're supposed to now be setting an example so that from their, the way they live, the way they live in a faithful, proper way, is going to be an inspiration to the entire world so that the whole world will know that the Lord is God, and the whole world will gather and and um, and join in this worship of God, and and the knowledge of God will spread across the earth. This is the vision where things are at right now, that we've studied in the last several chapters. But now, it's not so simple. Many many people don't want to accept this vision of God. They want to insist that no. It is might, it is strength, it is power. They don't want, that's what they are after. And their vision and their understanding of God is very, very different from that which is being taught by the prophets in general and by Ezekiel in particular in this book. And their vision of God is a, a different one. They have pagan gods. And their vision is, is that if my God is more powerful than yours, and if I give my God what he wants or she wants, by sacrifices and rituals and so on, then I will gain more power from my God and I will be stronger than you and I will be able to overtake you. I can oppress you and I can plunder you and I can rule over you and even enslave you. That type of philosophy is very important and Ezekiel is going to make this point in the next two chapters where he discusses the war of Gog and Magog. We have to view this as as a the a epic battle between philosophies and ideas between the people that are now finally living in the land of Israel in peace and compassion to one another, the understanding 
that the one God whom we serve is a God who wants from us our behavior. He wants from us our proper behavior. He wants us to be good people and to spread this idea around the world versus an entirely different philosophy, which is one of power, one of strength, one which people achieve what they achieve in this world through oppressing others. Remember this as we go through these chapters because this is not just a prediction of some epic battle in, in the end that Israel is going to win and they're going to lose. This is not, yes, this is about a battle, definitely is about a battle, but it's about a battle over ideas and which idea is going to be victorious. And ultimately, only God himself is going to be the one who is going to bring about this victory. The reason why the victory has to come through God rather than the victory come through Israel having a mighty powerful nation and a mighty powerful army that just happens to be bigger and more powerful is because that is the point of this battle. The point of this battle is to demonstrate that it is not in might and in power of, 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 of us, but rather it is in the, the greatness of God himself that this battle is won. The people need to remain humble. The people need to remain uh, humble before God and understand that all of their might, all of their power, all of their strength, all of their being comes from God Himself. So let's study this chapter now together. And the word of God to me was as follows. This is chapter 38, verse 1. Now we're up to verse 2. Ben Adam, human being. Turn your face, in other words, turn your attention towards Gog in the land of Magog. The land of Magog does appear once in the Torah as one of the descendants of Japheth, or Yefet, who was one of the um, descendants of one of the sons of Noah, but we know nothing of really about this land. If it exists at a at a land at this time of Ezekiel, it's a faraway place that the people have no relationship to. The King Gog, whoever he is, if he even exists or ever existed, is also just a. It's not a name of a king that the people would have been familiar with. So he's clearly choosing this name, Gog, the king of Magog, to talk about a random king. Somewhere off in the future, there will be this king. This could be his name. It could be a different name. It, the names are really not important. But a king, Nesi Rosh Meshach V'Tuval. He is the king and the head of Meshach and Tuval, which are, which are mentioned in other places. These are faraway lands that the people of Israel would have had minimal knowledge of and minimal um, interactions with. And I want you to prophesy regarding him. So what he's really saying in this verse, God is saying that turn your attention to this far off king that you don't even know, we don't even know who he is, that someday will pop up, someday he will, he will arise into prominence. And I want you to say, so says the Lord God. Remember, all of the surrounding nations, all of the nations that are around Israel have been spoken for. Ezekiel has talked to them. God has told Ezekiel what the fate of those nations, some of those men, most of them were going to undergo punishment because of their, of their glee in, in attacking Israel because of their own corruptions, their own sins. But many of them, Ezekiel said, are going to eventually survive and are going to eventually regroup and regrow, although never to their earlier glory. Now he's turning attention to those faraway lands, the ones that are going to exist far away both in, in distance and in time, somewhere in the future. This is what I want you to tell him. So says the Lord God, 
I am going to come against you, God, God says to Gog, you who are the head and in charge of these nations of Meshach and Tuval. I am going to turn you around. I'm going to place hooks in your, in your, in your uh, uh, throat, in your jaws. I'm going to take you out. Yes, on all of your armies. Horses and chariots. All of them dressed in beautiful um, and strong uh, armor and and uh, and uh, uh, weapons of war. Call Rav again a great multitude of soldiers, all with with uh, with shields and 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 their belts buckled. each one, all of them holding swords. Paras and joined with you. Among you are people from the nations of Persia, Kush, and, and Ethiopia, Ufut and Fut, Itam, all joined with them, Kula, Magin, Makov, all of them with helmets and and uh, shields. Gomer is another place, Bukhal Agapel, and all the nations around it, Beit Togarma, Yakasate Safon, and the place of Togarma, and the places, all these tribes that live all the way in the northern places, and all of those that associate with them, many people have allied themselves with you. A huge alliance of many countries, all being led by Gog, the king of Magog. Be ready and be prepared. And all of the all of the groups that have congregated themselves along with you, and you have become for them as some sort of a guardian. In other words, you have become the leader of all of these groups and they have faith in you that you're going to protect them. These are all the nations, not all the nations of the world, but these are all of the nations of the world which choose to look to might and strength. Even though they now have another lesson to learn, they could look at the people of Israel who are now living in humility under God and say, let us know God which is a message that has been taught. We said, after the people will be reestablished on their land, the world will know, the world will understand and see what the purpose of life is on this world, that they're supposed to be live a life of humility, a life of, of togetherness with God, not a life of power and might. But many people are not going to want to admit that, and they are going to gather under Gog rather than gather under God. Miyamim Rabim in a long time from now, you will be brought up. You will be summoned, God is saying. I saw that translation, summoned is a good word. At the end of many years. In other words, it's going to happen a long time from now. You are going to um, come upon a land which is The term is an interesting term. Because literally it, it is... Uh, uh, it can be understood as a land of people who have turned away from sword. A land of people who have been gathered up from many nations, al Israel and the mountains of Israel. One thing understood is that they were turned away from sword is these people were rescued from the exile in which they were enforced and to be in by sword. In other words, they were involved in war and and sword everywhere, and God saved them from the sword. But another way of understanding Mishuvevet Mecherev is these people have turned away from sword as a way of life. 
We've seen from the other prophets that in the future day when people are gathered back in the land of Israel, they, they will teach a new lesson in the world, a lesson which does not require swords and fighting for people to get along. So these are people that are mishovevet mecherev. They have turned away from the sword, but you go, refuse to do that. You insist on taking the way of the sword and, and continuing in the type of lifestyle which I'm trying to teach you is inappropriate and wrong. Those people that were constantly being destroyed and harassed, she has now been brought out of those other nations, and she is now living securely, all of them, all of the people upon their own land, the people of Israel, the people of Judah, and all of those that have joined with them are now together in peace, and they are mishovevet mecherev, they have turned away from sword as a way of life. The Alisa Kashoatavo, and you are going to come like a Shoah is we're familiar many are familiar with that word as the Hebrew word that we use today as a holocaust, something terrible, something awful. Here it means that it means this awful storm of 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 evil is starts to come upon the land in the form of the armies of Go, led by Gog. Like a cloud, like a dark cloud that covers over the land. And all of those that support you. And many, many nations that are coming and ally themselves with you. We are now up to verse 10. So says the Lord God. And it will be on that day. You're going to think to yourself, you're going to be thinking evil thoughts, bad thoughts. You're going to be thinking plans of what you're going to do to the land of Israel, how you're going to conquer it, and you're going to say, I am going to go into this land that's full of scattered towns. The towns are not fortified. We've seen in the Bible before refers to lands that cities that are not protected. I'm going to come to all of these peaceful places these people that are living securely, they have their farms, what do they do? They're studying, they're teaching, they're praying, they're an easy target. They're living, they have no walls of there's no locks, there's no gates, there's nothing guarding them. I'm going to plunder them, and I'm going to despoil them. I am, and you're going to think God is telling, saying, you're going to want to put your hand against all of these um, these places that were once destroyed but are now repopulated. I'm going to attack this nation. They're not even a unified nation. They're a whole bunch of people mixed up from all the places where they were gathered from all the nations. What do they do? They're just involved in just life. They're involved in, in, in doing business and they buy their animals and they buy their things and they live their lives. Al Tabor Aretz living in the middle of the world, in, in the land of Israel, which is generally often considered to be one of the central locations of the world, the crossroads of the world where three continents meet. We'll go there. They're all living peacefully. I'll go and it'll be an easy target. Shiva Udedan Vesocharei Tarshish the people of Shiva and Dedan and the businessmen of Tarshish and all of the um, all of the all of her merchants Yomrulacha are going to tell you so you're going to be marching with these armies and they're going to say 
Is this what all you're doing? You're gathering what? Just in order to take advantage of the poor? Just in order to, to, to um, seize plunder? Did you gather your entire army just in order to, to carry off booty? In order to steal and take silver and gold, to take away all of their items and goods. In other words, saying the rest of the world is, there's other countries in the world that are looking at them and saying, um, is this the whole purpose? Just to show that you can take this away with power? And the idea here is God is, is setting up a situation and portraying to us what the world will look like. These people refuse to recognize that the purpose of the world is not in order to gather riches and gather gold and gather and to take advantage of and to do that by taking advantage of other people by showing how powerful and how strong they are. But all of these items, these things are things that are parts of normal life that in people in a normal in, in a normal country, in a peaceful country, in a peaceful place, in a peaceful society, people will will do business, will get along with each other all for the sake of, of, of worshiping God and all for the sake of living a proper life. But the people of Gog and Magog refuse to accept that. They, they want to stay with the old ways. They want to stay with the ways of power, the ways of oppression. This is what the people are going to have to deal with in the future at the time of the war of Gog and Magog. So we are now up to verse 14, therefore he adam. I want human being, I want you to prophesy and I want you to say to Gog as follows. So says the Lord God. God. No, on that day when my nation Israel is living in peace, I want you to know as follows. You're going to come from your place, from the northern location. Along with all those nations that are with you. All of you on all of your horses. This great multitude of soldiers and huge armies. You are going to come up against and attack my nation Israel. You're going to come like a dark cloud covering the land. This is going to happen at the end of days. I'm going to bring you to my land. And why is this? It's because I want all of the nations of the world to know who I am. This war is going to end with your defeat because I want people to learn what the true way of worshiping God is supposed to be and what the right way of living is supposed to be. Because I am going to be made sanctified in your name in front of them, Gog. God wants to show the world, all of the world, because there's many other nations watching what's going to be the result of this. I'm going to deal with you so that the entire world learns who I am, says God. Remember, saving the nation of Israel is not just to save the nation of Israel. All of the prophets have emphasized this over and over again, but it's so that the entire world learns the lesson and joins in the knowing of God. Verse 17, so says the Lord, Isn't it you, or you are the one that I have spoken in the early days when I talked to my prophets? When I prophesied during those days over the years, I've said this many times, that there's going to be this war that comes out 
this is we mentioned um this war was uh, predicted also by the navi zechariah and we've seen hints to this in 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 um in other places in Yermiyahu as well and in other prophets that that there's going to be this cataclysmic event that in the future time after the messiah comes after the people are gathered there's still going to be nations that refuse to accept god and that will come about this cataclysmic event Yechezkel Ezekiel here is describing it in more detail than the others, but this was mentioned in other places, and God is saying, you, it's you, you're the one, you go, you're the one who still refuses to accept that. And therefore, verse 18, will be on that day, the day that Gog finally reaches the land of Israel and attacks, says the Lord God, my anger is going to... Um, arise within me and and inflame me with the kinasi and in my jealousy she said and the the the, the, the pasuk says the verse as god says in my anger and my wrath in the fire of my of my um indignation dibarti i have spoken in who if not on that day in other words i swear that on that day there will be a tremendous tremendous earthquake on the land of Israel, and 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 everything will shake from before me. Everything will be afraid. even the fish of the sea, and the birds of the sky, and the animals of the fields, even the crawling, creeping insects and creatures on the ground will be afraid and horror of and all human beings that are within the entire world. And mountains will will collapse. Vina fluha madre ghost, and the and the the cliffs and uh, ridges will collapse. The whole large people and all of the walls of the land will fall. In other words, this will be an act of God. The the earthquake that shatters the world in response to the attack of Gog against Israel is going to be a cataclysmic heavenly event. I will call upon all of my mountains the sword. So says the Lord God. These will be the swords of each person turning against each other. God is saying, I will create such tumult among your ranks that you won't eat, the people of Israel won't even need to defend themselves because the people allied with Gog and Magog will start killing each other. I will judge against him with, with the usual plagues that go along with terrible war, which includes uh, illness and dumb is, is bloodshed violence between each other, and drenching rains, and the, the stones of El Gavish. It's not 100% clear, but generally this means hailstones, large hailstones, fire. And and um and sulfur, amtira love I will pour upon him the alagapav and on all of those that ally themselves with him the amim rabim asherito and the many nations that have come together with him. And when this happens, it will be clear and obvious that it is not the people of Israel that were more powerful than Gog and therefore won in battle, but rather it is me God that is destroying them in order to demonstrate that the proper way to live is to live with God 
not to live with power and might because no one is more powerful and more mighty than God himself. And we'll end the chapter with the last verse 23. And I will become great. People will know that it is I who is great. And I will become sanctified. And I will become known in front of the eyes of many, many nations around the world. The world will finally realize that it is not through might and strength that one is supposed to live. It is not through oppressing others, uh, stealing, robbing, plundering, and so on that one is supposed to live, but rather it is in the to live peacefully on the land the way God wants us to live. And they, the entire world, will know that I am God. This was the first chapter of the predictions of the War of Gog and Magog. The next chapter we're going to continue with the vision of Gog and Magog in chapter 39, which is also going to um, discuss uh, much of, uh, of uh, similar ideas, but it's going to go into some more detail and some more about the aftermath of the war in Gog. Thank you so much for studying Ezekiel 38. Looking forward to studying Ezekiel 39 and of course the rest of the book of Ezekiel together.